0: welcome to another episode of it's all clutter this is our special edition where we are having clutter conversations with some of our amazing clutter bosses today we're talking to lisa lisa thank you so much for being here with us oh gosh my pleasure i'm just i'm I'm thrilled to chat with you today jess so lisa i always like to start with how did you get here? (laughs) How did you get on this podcast with me today?
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, let's see. So I guess, well, I've been in, I'm going to say CBA Clutter Boss Academy since March. And um, before that, you know, i like everybody else wasted a lot of time scrolling through the internet, being on my phone. And um, one day there was a, a pop up for I think it was called clutter boot camp. I'm, I'm not sure I don't remember exactly what it was called. Um, and you know I like a lot of people had started decluttering on my own several times, had you know read the books, done what I thought I was supposed to be doing to get my house in order um, but really was never very successful. And um, you know as I've shared with our group, you know my, my why is kind of kind of personal. Um, I have a chronic illness, I have leukemia and hopefully can say this without crying as I've done before, but, you know, probably will be gone long before my husband and kids and just didn't want to leave them with this house full of stuff that if it didn't really even mean a lot to me, how could it possibly mean anything to them? um so that you know I kind of I, I think I said to you Jess at one point I I just wanted it to be turnkey the opposite way out you know for my husband if I'm not here so that was my why um and that was how I got here um it wasn't long after I joined you know the boot camp that I was fortunate enough to um, come into CBA and, it just has, has been life-changing and I'm not, you know, I'm not a poster child for getting it done quickly. (laughs) So that'll be somebody else's job because that's not mine. Um, but it, you know, if anything, I, I like to reassure people that you, you can do it. You can do it in small steps, even if you're feeling rotten. Lisa,
0: I just honor your why so incredibly much, um, As a professional organizer, I've worked in so many houses or worked with so many estates that are being cleared out. And I I talk about this in general frequently, but there's a big connection between grief and clutter. And there's a lot of clutter around grieving, right? Like physically that impacts grieving. And to spare your family from that complicated emotional path is such a gift that you can give to them. So I just, I want to just say, I am so, so honored that you chose to work with us and are choosing to share your story with us because it's so impactful for so many people. So thank you. Thank you. It,
1: it, it, you know, it does feel good. You know, I, I, I spent the first couple of months really weepy about it. As, As you know, I mean, I don't think I could get through a single, Coaching call without just whoa, whoa, being a blubbering idiot. Um, and, you know, really didn't think there would come a point in time when I could share my why without, you know, getting like that or even necessarily feel good about it as opposed to feeling like it was just the right thing to do. Um, but it, that's changed significantly.
0: I, I mean, I'm not happy that it's changed, but I really feel like it's it's so important for people to hear. So I feel a lot of gratitude that it has changed. Oh, okay, is going to make a huge difference. Good, good. Um, so when we talk about clutter, do you have a, any specific like first memory of clutter growing up? Like, do, how how far back does this clutter connection go? No. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good
1: question. Um, Probably, you know, my my real first memory of feeling like I had a clutter issue um, was probably in college Um, and it was probably well, not probably. I know it was my sophomore year. Um, I became an R.A., a resident assistant. And my single room, which sounded oh so very glamorous, was literally the size of a shoebox. I could hold my arms out like that and almost touch both walls. And so when I moved back onto campus and I was moving into my shoebox, I was like, holy mackerel, I've got a lot of stuff. Like, I don't I don't need all this stuff. I can't live in a shoebox. <laughs> but I, well, but yeah, and I don't have anywhere to pile it up and what am I going to do with it? But it was this thing like, oh, if I get rid of it, I might need it. And what if I need it? And I won't be able to, you know, run out quickly and get it. And oh my gosh. And so I never did anything with it. I just let it pile up and, you know, took my itty little shoe box, bitty shoebox, and shoved as much stuff as I could into it. Um, and eventually, I, I mean, at the end of the year, I, I did, you know, did get rid of it, but, um, I, that's my first memory. My second big memory was, um, my husband and I are our, our first apartment. Um, you know we got married a long time ago you know back in the day before like the, yeah there were registries but people still bought you tons of stuff you know um and just sitting in that apartment looking at all the boxes going oh, what am i going to do with it and not having the tools necessarily in my brain to say oh, it's okay if we don't keep that. We should return it. Uh, It was, oh, we have to keep that. You know, Aunt Sally gave that to us. You know, what if Aunt Sally ever comes over and doesn't see her, you know, 30-pound bowl sitting on our, you know, our our table? So, yeah, and it kind of spiraled from there. Um, Always feeling like I couldn't get rid of anything anybody ever gave me. And I certainly had to have what I perceived everything to make our house run smoothly, which is so far from the truth.
0: But that is something that's sold to us over and over and over and over and over again, right? The more you buy, the easier your life will be. The more you bring in to solve this problem, the easier it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, as, you know, someone who at one point had, oh, I don't know, you know, upwards of 20 plus empty bins sitting out in my garage. Um, like, why was I saving those? I I, I still don't even know. I've, I've gotten rid of them um, <laughs> because I refuse to have them, you know, fill back up. But yeah, it's, it's a good question. What do we need with all this stuff?
0: I just actually, I was, I'm working on a workshop right now and it occurred to me that you know, I always talk about how hoarding is human nature, right? Like we, we have been collecting forever and ever and ever, and it's always been an evolutionary advantage. And I just made another connection recently that, you know, early primitive societies were called hunter and gatherer. And all we are doing is gathering and gathering (laughs) and gathering. Why did I make this connection earlier? We are in a 2021 here hunting and gathering, but mostly just gathering, 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 gathering. Like we have not evolved. To the time that we live in, by like yeah. any sort of the imagination.
1: No, because we don't have to hunt. It's so readily available to us. I mean, we right. don't even have to leave our couch. Yeah, we can just <laughs> oh here a oh, bing good. It'll be here tomorrow. Oh my gosh, we
0: don't even have to move our thumbs very much. No, <laughs> we used to go on long hunting treks. Right now we're like, <laughs> no, <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't burn even a single calorie doing it. <laughs> It's so true. We just have not evolved to this point with like the gathering side of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's crazy. So Lisa, what if you had um, thinking about your decluttering journey now since you've been working with us and and really making a lot of progress? Uh, I know you say you don't you do it all at once, but you have been pretty consistently what I would consider consistently You know making progress like yeah life gets in the way sometimes but you always pop back in and and keep going moving forward um what would you say has been a a big aha or like like a key to the whole thing for you
1: probably one of you know the keys for me is you know when i first started i really i was reticent to really celebrate my quote-unquote little wins because I still had it in my head, like, oh, my gosh, look at the pictures. Other people have done what seemed like entire houses in 25 minutes, you know. <laughs> and, and I, <laughs> not true. If you're listening, that's not true. <laughs> it's not totally not true. Totally not true. But you do you feel that you kind of feel yeah. that way, like, wow, how did they get there? And I'm so jealous. And now I'm going to look at my 25 bins that still have junk in them. And oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Um but one of the things that really clicked with me probably about six weeks in was having to celebrate sort of the little wins. Um, you know, for example, when I first started, I remember one of the first things I did and, you know, Jess, you always said, you know, start with the low hanging fruit, you know, cleaning out one of simple things, cleaning out one of the junk drawers in my kitchen. Um, I felt, you know, when I started doing it, I was like, how hard is this? Like, I don't use this. I'm going to get rid of it. Um, but then when there was, I could see that space and I could actually see what was in there and not have to go digging through to find the pair of scissors um, was this really aha moment. Like, wow. All right. It's only a drawer, but this principle can be applied to just about you know, everywhere in my house and in my life. Um, And I mean, I really celebrated that drawer. I really, really did. Um, And another thing that stuck out to me was during the the first week of, um, I guess it was boot camp, um, where I had in my head, stop the flow in, stop the flow in. And, you know, I'm, I'm a Hobby Lobby addict. I loved going to Hobby Lobby um i create crafts for i have my own business so i'm in there a lot you know i run out of paint i run over there and it's only 10 minutes from my house but i could not remember a time when i went in just to get things for my business where i didn't pick up something else that just i just had to have because that would look so beautiful on the entryway table or so lovely somewhere else no it's crap so I remember posting, I went into Hobby Lobby today, and you know what? I got what I needed, but I didn't get anything else. I remember that post also. You remember? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It it was, that was so huge for me. And, you know, again, other people out there
0: listening might think, oh, how hard can that be? Well, I want to tell you, everyone struggles with their, their one store or two stores or 10 stores. Yes. If it's your Hobby Lobby is somebody else's target or dollar right. store or, you know, right. whatever it is, or even grocery store where you just keep piling on yes. stuff. And you're like, you know what, what if, what if the stores shut down and I have no food and, you know, I mean, it's, it's all fear driven or in, you know, in some cases, it's really good sales tactics. I mean, we know exactly how to get people to buy stuff that they don't need. It's Right,
1: right. I mean, I, you know, I've lived in two places where fear is instilled pretty much on an ongoing basis. I grew up in the Northeast where if you were going to have a blizzard, you know, you had to go to the grocery store and clear it out. Like there, there was yep. just no getting around <laughs> So, I mean, I watched my mom for forever. Every time there was even, you know, that, that, that four letter word snow was in the forecast. You know, we had groceries for years come into our house <laughs> and then I moved south and I'm, I'm right outside of Charleston and, you know, we're in big hurricane country. And so, oh my gosh, utter the word hurricane and everybody's off and running. You know, what are you going to do with 10 loaves of bread? I mean, the
0: truth is you either lose power for a couple of days or you lose your whole entire house. Right. It's like there's no there's no way there's nowhere in the middle. It's not like you're without power in most cases. Right. right. I can think of maybe the only case where people happen without power for a really long time is the Texas snowstorms. Right. But that's. Yeah. very rare. Right. So that's usually it's, you know, a short and and even if you don't have power, your food doesn't last for that long as it is. Right. Even a
1: generator, you're not going to use your generator to run your refrigerator constantly. I mean, it's just this whole, you know, it just goes back to you have to have you feel like you have to have so much stuff. And that's going to make me secure and that's going to make me happy. And at the end of the day, you know, I can remember. I don't know, three or four years back, we were supposed to take a direct hit on one of the hurricanes. And I mean, all the models had it plowing right into us and I was panicked. My kids were still home. It had to be more than four years ago. So anyway, I went out and I mean, I bought all this stuff that in a million years under normal circumstances, we wouldn't even use. And then when all was said and done and a few kind of hurricane warnings later, it was still sitting in my pantry. I didn't have room for all of this. I was like, "What am I going to do with that?" And I ended up throwing it away. What a you know, what a huge waste! It wasn't even stuff that the food pantry would want. I right, it's strictly. like if you're not going to eat it
0: during normal circumstances, you're not going to eat it. Period. Right? right? right. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't know.
1: It just. Yeah, I read something. I was reading something really interesting later. We have these things called bless or earlier today, we have these things called blessing boxes um, around our communities where you can put non-perishable goods or to donate or um, paper goods. And someone wrote in about how grateful they were for um, the blessing boxes and the things that people left. But they said, you don't realize when you leave us like 12 boxes of macaroni and cheese, we don't have milk or butter to make it. Or when you leave us the cans, can you can you get us like one of those simple can openers? Because
0: we don't have a can opener to open them? And I thought, wow. <laughs> so interesting. Right. I mean, we feel like if we like donation feels so good, but the reality of yeah. donation is way more complex than we ever Really can absolutely.
1: Understand. absolutely, and that just so hit it with me because I will, you know, periodically just yank things out of my pantry to drop off of the blessing boxes. And now I'm really going to think twice, like, well, all right, maybe that box of cereal. Like, if they don't have milk, what good's that going to do? Right,
0: so, right, yeah. But that's anyway, right. sorry to be no, it's it it. such a good point, <laughs> it's totally on topic because that's why we're here to talk about all of these nuances to decluttering. Um, so, Lisa, you talked about the hobby lobby walking out without buying anything you didn't need. Do you have any other like things that you're most proud of from your journey so far?
1: Sure. Um, well, I mean, today I was working on something that, you know, seems like a small thing, but for me, I feel really good about it. So we must have enough travel toiletries in our house to, probably outfit 10-12 houses easily and um, I have without exaggeration five kind of different travel bags that I would put different shampoos different this different that and we're going into a time where we we have season tickets for football you know at school at Clemson and we go up you know every weekend there's a home game so I don't, for whatever reason, yesterday, it really struck me when I walked into my bathroom and I had outgrown the space now for these ever evolving little travel bags of crap that I really needed to get a handle on it. Like I needed to get it under control. So I spent this morning, I had I had stuff dumped everywhere. I dumped it all over my bed and we have a king size bed and I will tell you, All of those little itty-bitty toiletries that, you know, you collect or you buy filled my king-size bed. And I have managed to um, put to the side um, ones that were not expired that I'm going to donate to. The Ronald McDonald House here loves to get those things because they use them for families in transition. Um, and, And I have an even bigger garbage bag. And I have one travel bag
0: why do you so think we happy. love miniature things so much <laughs> it's like we are obsessed with miniature in this society <laughs> and, and i have all kinds of containers too that <laughs> i
1: use to fill with my favorite things and i don't even really use those miniature things so i i don't know i it and as i was sort of going through it but but yeah that's kind of where where i'm at and I I felt really good. I was like, "Wow, this feels awesome, awesome," and now I don't have five b- bags lined up in my bathroom. I have one, and it's ready to go. And <laughs> I love it. I love I'm going to be going through that stuff on Friday morning when we're getting ready to leave. Going, oh, where's my deodorant? My favorite deodorant. It must be over here in bag number four. Um, no, it, and it it didn't really upset me to throw, it didn't upset upset me at all to get rid of half, you know, no, more than half. Like I'd say I got
0: rid of 80%
1: of what I had.
0: It changes your whole perspective on time, right? Every miniature thing takes your time. Yeah, yeah. And, And yeah, there were some really, you know, ridiculously
1: expensive things that I had bought along the line that were, you know, sample sizes or things that, you know, oh I was gonna use that face cream and it was gonna get rid of every single wrinkle and I had to have the travel one too. Well no, no, that's not (laughs) what makes me happy. So um
0: Do you think we should tell the audience that wrinkle cream doesn't really get rid of wrinkles? Should we like, should we reveal that now? (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, I don't know. Look at me. I can tell you I've tried them all. And I'm just thinking that, yeah, I know.
0: Also, why do we want to get rid of wrinkles? I mean, they come from smiling and feeling emotion and that's like such a positive thing, right? Like you're living life. That's why you have wrinkles.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I probably could have, with the amount of time that I spent in my bathroom and going through stuff this morning, you would have thought I could have done a better job putting some makeup on. Sorry.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm on the fence about makeup because I mean, it can be really fun sometimes, but then also I think to myself, do I want to spend my like, even if it's five minutes, do I want to spend five minutes of my life painting my face? Like, I no, don't know. But... Like you have to want to do that, right? It has to feel good.
1: Yeah, well, and for me, it's it's purely an environmental thing. Like I said, I live outside of Charleston, South Carolina. It's what? Uh, what is my oh, it, it's only 92 right now. <laughs> Humidity level of about 80 something percent. So you know what happens when I put makeup on and I go
0: out? Mm, <laughs> it ain't pretty. <laughs> it weeps. <laughs> it, yeah, it's really kind of gross. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I mean, then you have to have the right makeup for the humidity and the this and the that. And it's like, when does the insanity stop?
1: Right. Like, right.
0: when do we just say, okay, yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And I mean,
1: and that's the other thing too. I, I, you know, you how many tubes of mascara can you collect? And something that one of the Clutter Boss coaches so resonated with me about, you know, you need to be getting rid of your mascara every few months or whatever. I mean, you think about the germs. That you're, you know, you're taking that little wand out and then sticking it in your eye, for God's sake. And then we feel badly (laughs) that we've accumulated 15 tubes of mascara. We don't want to throw them out because we probably paid $30 for the last one. Um, So we're going to hold on to it. And then if we really
0: get lucky, we can infect our eye. Right. In the most germ-conscious society that we have ever lived in, we carry around Petri dishes everywhere. Right,
1: right. So, I mean, that's something... I I just, like I said, today was toiletry day and travel toiletry day. Um, I did my bathroom drawers and, and cabinets, you know, a few months ago, and I don't really have much of anything. I mean, I have what we use, and and that feels so good that when I do have to replace something, I actually have a space to put it in. I don't have to reorganize everything. Um, and I mean, I actually, I mean, you talk a lot, Jess, about, you know, loving your house. Like, I love my bathroom. I love it because <laughs> it's so organized.
0: And Shout it from the rooftop, Lisa. I love yeah, yeah, bathroom. <laughs> you should love your bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's
1: it's it's true i you know there's still other areas of my house i don't love so much i don't love my office slash craft room it's a hot mess um i'm getting better but it's still a mess there's still a lot that needs to go
0: i think one of our coaches marie she said she always says this you know when she's like it's okay that it's a mess because this time i know it's going to change and that's the thing that is the most important thing I am confident 100%. There's no question it's going to change. So it doesn't matter how long it's a mess for because it's a process, but now I can do it. So that's it. Like that's all that matters.
1: Right. I mean, you're not, I mean, sure. I have rotten days. I have days when I, you know, doubt like, Oh God, I'm never going to get through that bin of garbage. You know, I'm just never going to get through it. Um, But I have the, I've learned kind of how to bring myself back up and reframe it in my head that it's okay that I just had those doubtful feelings because I know what it takes to get it done.
0: Absolutely. So Lisa, I, I've been ending on this question. Um, (laughs) It's, it's an interesting question um, for you, I think. And feel free to not answer it if you don't want to. (laughs) The question is, what does your future hold now that you've decluttered your house, or now that you're decluttering your house?
1: Um, So, you know, my future, my future actually started. You know, well, I think your future is everything beyond right now. But the way that I want my future to look, whatever, however much time I have left, you know, on this physical earth um i just want to be able to spend as much time with my family as humanly possible making really good memories and i was able to do that for the first time with me- i mean i've i've made a lot of memories with my family through the years but leading up to vacations and day trips and having people over, you know, for dinners and parties and everything has always really been very, very stressful for me. And I could never quite figure out why, you know, and I I can remember when the kids were growing up thinking like, oh my God, this house is such a mess and your grandmother's coming over and we've got, you know, people and now we've got to spend three days getting it all in order. Um, I don't have to do that anymore because it is in order. You know, I can do the the 20-minute clean at the end of every day. And, yeah, there's times, there's weeks that things do start to get a little out of control. You know, the mail gets piled up. But, you know, my future is just trying to stay organized so that, you know, if my youngest son calls who's local and says, hey, mom, you want to come over and have dinner? I can be like, sure. I don't have to stay home and clean the kitchen and put away the garbage that I really don't have room for. And, um, it's just making those memories and being able to grab my one cosmetic bag and know that everything I need, whether it's for two days or 10 days is right there. And I don't have to think about it. I don't have to waste time. I can just do it. And that my clothes are in a place where I can go, Oh yeah. Okay. I want to take those three outfits and, that's it. Just just go and be able to be really in the moment with my family. That's that's my
0: future. That's a beautiful future. Oh, thanks. It's a beautiful future. And the truth is nobody knows how much time they ever have left you know. and I always say to everyone I, like just start now. Be just start now because there's no time to waste. No.
1: No. And you don't want to I mean You know, I think back and you can't get time back, but I think back to when my kids were, like I said, little and, uh, you know, I saw my mother do it. You know, we used to, you know, watch her freak out, you know, when we were going to have people, everything's got to be put away. Your toys are everywhere. And, you know, I kind of repeated the same thing. And of course, my kids had way too much. And, you know, probably All kids have way too much. Yeah. Every single child has way too much. Yeah. Probably played with, you know, 2% of what they had. Right. Um, And it just created such chaos in our lives. I mean, I so, so, so wish that I knew back then what I know now, Um, because I think it would have made everybody's lives, you know, so much easier and so much better, but I can't do that, but I can do it going forward so that, you know, we're empty nesters. It's just my husband and I and our dogs here. And I don't need to make it stressful on him when we're getting ready to go somewhere. I don't have to be a maniac running around anymore, trying to put things away. And I don't have to hate my house when I get home because it's an absolute mess and there's crap everywhere. It's not like that. It's just, and it's not going to ever be like that again. And yeah, there's rooms that are like that. I have a whole, you know, Family room over the garage, frog, that, well, you know, Jess, my husband moved everything
0: out of the storage up there in there. (laughs) The bonus room. There's no such thing as a bonus room. It's not a bonus. It is not a bonus to have more storage in your house.
1: No, there's, there's no, (laughs) there's no bonus to it. It was a place for him when we got a new roof put on to move bins that now I need to go through and I'm doing it, but I'm doing it. The way I've decided to do it is, holiday by holiday season by season um and a few weeks ago managed to get through the fall stuff and i got i forget 12 or 13 bins down to like five i think so that was pretty
0: huge. awesome that's awesome yeah so that's that's my future i love it lisa i love it and i'm so so again so grateful that you Joined me on this podcast today, shared your really incredible story, and just have no doubt in your mind that when people listen to this, they are going to feel moved by it and oh, moved so. into action. So well, thank you.
1: You know, and just my, my last kind of parting advice is celebrate the small stuff mm-hmm. because it's just, it's so important. Celebrate that drawer, celebrate walking into the store and not buying something, you know, celebrate your bathroom, cleaning out your toiletries, you know, celebrate throwing something away and not feeling guilty about it because. Absolutely.
0: We don't need any more guilt in our lives. No, no. We're good there. We had yeah, our—we no, had, we had enough. We got enough. Right. So. <laughs> Lisa, I wish you so much continued success. Um, mm-hmm. I love watching your journey. So thank, thank you so you. much for sharing. And if you're listening on YouTube, go ahead and like and subscribe, uh, so you always get notified when we have another clutter conversation, which we're doing now once a week. Um, and from all of us, Lisa, thank you, thank you. Thank oh, you you're for welcome. Being our guest today, have a good day, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, Lisa. Thank you.